0: KTH 910 AM Interview of the Week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Glad you're with us. Uh, we like to talk about the good things happening in North Texas and the local Catholic world. If it's local and Catholic, it fits the Interview of the Week. And you may remember recently I had the new superintendent of Catholic schools in the Fort Worth Diocese, Brenton Smith, on with me and really enjoyed that conversation a lot. I love the direction that he's taking all the schools in the Fort Worth Diocese, of course, under the leadership of Bishop Olson as well. And uh, he had suggested that time that I speak to the new principal of Nolan Catholic High School in Fort Worth. That's the big high school in Fort Worth. Uh, the the new principal's name is Oscar Ortiz, and by golly, he's here in studio with me. And so we we made it happen. Uh, thanks also to Pat Swachina. Thanks to him as communication director. And so uh, Oscar Ortiz is here, the uh, brand new uh, <laughs> principal of uh, Nolan. Uh, thanks for coming by. Good to see you. Good morning, Dave. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's an honor to be representing. Such a
1: beautiful community as Nolan Catholic High School. As you know, it's been in operation for 62 years. So we have a very big community very long history, and we're very proud um, in our um, academics, as well as uh, the formation of the character of our students. So, very happy to be here. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, well, thank you. And I, you've got an interesting story yourself. I got to speak with you a little bit before we started rolling tape, so to speak. And let's just, uh, a little biography. Uh, you're a native of Honduras. That's uh, You came to uh, America. I, 2010 was a big year for you. Uh, you, <laughs> you got married. You came into the Catholic Church. You got your first, you go well, You graduated from the University of Dallas, and you got your first teaching job, mm-hmm. all in one calendar year. All in one. Uh, yes. So, tell us a little bit more about yourself, uh, and uh, you know your family. You've got a, uh, you got a wife, and uh, you got children as well, right? Yes, yes, three little ones, uh, three, five, and seven. So they're keeping me busy right
1: now. <laughs> uh, they're they're all. Uh, two of them are in school. Um, the youngest one is at home with mom. Okay, so uh, yeah, very busy, very busy, trying to run a school and also uh, at home. Uh, with the children, but uh, as you pointed out earlier, born and raised in Honduras, capital city, Tegucigalpa, I moved here when I was 19, uh, close to 20, and um, ended up uh, miraculously, I would say, at University of Dallas, mm. and the only reason I went there at the time was uh, they offered me a scholarship for full tuition. Oh, wow. And, that's, that's reason enough. Oh, well, yes. It's a good reason. <laughs> Especially at a great school like you did. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was an atheist. And that's why I, I say that because oh, it was wow. a Catholic school at the time. I didn't think this was going to be, uh, right. The, the, the best fit. Nevertheless, it transformed my life. On the very first day, I remember the first book I read was Plato's Republic. Yeah. Uh, with Dr. Frank. And that's the moment I realized, this ancient book t- written 2,000 and some years ago uh, was so familiar to me and it spoke to my heart. There yeah. was something here. And that's how the transformation began. And now, uh, by the end of that experience... I was converted. How, how interesting.
0: Uh, a pagan mm-hmm. philosopher brings you into the Catholic Church. Oh, yes, yes. One of the greatest pagan <laughs> no, philosophers. Yeah, yeah right. But of course, he influenced <laughs> Augustine. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, so, so uh, interesting. So, what was it uh, other than, you know, the, the, the experience at UD? Was there something that uh, the Lord just kind of moved your heart or something that you learned other than, other than the, the, the philosophy that kind of moved you in that direction? Absolutely. So, um, ultimately, it was
1: grace, right? So, yeah. one, one of the things I loved about St. Augustine's confession is that he he draws it all the way back to the, to the moment he was born and how God operated and worked in his life. So I can really draw it all the way back to, uh, as far as I remember, an experience I had uh, uh, with a book that my my parents had in their uh, little study room. Now, my father's an engineer, so we didn't have a lot of books, and a lot of the books that were there, <laughs> I wasn't very... Uh, not drawn <laughs> to, Not right, drawn so, to, that's yeah, right. right. Uh, all that science was uh, complicated for a young, young mind, but there was one book in particular that had pictures of uh, medieval cathedrals and beautiful Christian art. Uh, of the ancient world and i i just fell in love with it mm-hmm. and i can really draw that moment back to uh, my first day at the university of dallas when i found that there was a connection there there was something so familiar about that experience and just being exposed to beauty beautiful ideas beautiful thoughts um, and and slowly that started to work on my mind and my heart so my if you will, my heart of uh, stone slowly started to uh, change into one of oh, flesh. Oh, wow,
0: wow. Mm-hmm. I, I hope UD has told your story, because you <laughs> should be like the, the poster boy of why somebody should send their kids to UD. Oh, I mean, Your story is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so, how, how did the kind of education bug get into you? Because uh, obviously, mm-hmm. when you graduate in 2010, you immediately, your whole career has been in education, hasn't it? Uh, why, why does yes. that interest you? So, uh,
1: I guess similar to St. Augustine, and there's a connection I I have with him Uh, He he came into the church uh, Obviously by grace But it was the result of Personal ambition As well as the classics So when I was exposed For the first time to the classics When I was reading St. Augustine Plato, Aristotle um, Dante, etc Those texts And the ideas that were within them Really started to make a difference In my own life And I realized that moment This is the kind of education that everyone should have. Mm -hmm. Why isn't it available to all children, to all people? Uh, So that's when I decided I was going to commit to bringing a classical education to everyone. Uh, That year, 2010, that I graduated is when I got hired as a teacher for a great heart school out in Phoenix, Arizona. Mm. And uh, under the mentorship of a a great school leader, um, that's how my journey began in education. And ever since then, I've just...
0: It's really my calling, yeah. my vocation. Yeah. So you and your new bride had to move out west, right? <laughs> That's you Just right. got married and uh, just you got all married. move out west. No yeah.
1: honeymoon. No honeymoon. <laughs> and if she's listening,
0: <laughs> uh, I have promised her that we would do our honeymoon eventually. <laughs> yeah. Eventually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. So you have some experience in charter schools, Great Hearts, also mm-hmm. Founders, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, these are both classical uh, type of, of education. And now, from you know my conversation with uh, Brenton Smith, the superintendent, he. His plan, along, you know, along with Bishop Olson and, and of course, you is, is is make make that that move on all the Catholic schools and the whole diocese of Fort Worth. So, mm-hmm. uh, um, let, let me let me back up one, but tell us about how the the opportunity with Bishop, uh, I, I mean, with uh, Nolan Catholic High School came about.
1: Yeah. So, um again, it, it's a real blessing. Um, my mind and heart were not set on uh, working at a Catholic school. I was really focused on uh, chart the charter world and making sure that. Uh, the, a classical education could be provided for free to everyone. Um, but m- ever since I graduated in 2010, I kind of have, have felt in my heart that I was being drawn more and more towards, uh, working within the church and mm. in the church. There was a missionary calling that I had, um, but I had been escaping it for so long or trying to avoid it for so long. Well, it just happens, it so happens that uh, Mr. Smith reaches out to me in uh, February, gives me a call and says, hey, I'm looking for a principal for this school. Would you be interested in considering it? At the time, I was very happy with the project that I had. So, yeah. I, so I said, you know what? Uh, I'll look around and see what I can find. But um, he did say, Uh, the following phrase that kind of stuck with me ever since that conversation. And that was, um, we, we need to be working for the church, Oscar. This Mm -hmm. is where we, this is where you need to be. Yeah. And, uh, several months later, as I was talking to my wife about it, we said, well, let's just do it. Why not? I mean, it's, it's time. We want our children to go to Catholic school. We want our children to grow up close to the church. We want our children. This is the perfect opportunity to be able to both serve and within the fold uh, in a more intimate way so Mm -hmm. we made the decision to move up from San Antonio to uh Fort Worth, Texas. Oh wow. We've been okay. very happy as a
0: result. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, I can just tell in in speaking to you. You're perfect for this position because you've got a great love for the Lord <laughs> and you, the dude. faith and of course you got the classical background. Mm-hmm. I think even uh, even the background uh with atheism and and mm-hmm. conversion I think will help you to deal with maybe some students who who are you know going through that same kind of phase. So you're you're, you're in the right place as far as, <laughs> as I'm concerned. So tell us about you know you I think you've been in your position now for about 8 weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a learning curve and you got to get to know the, the, the ins and outs of what's going on. So how have the first couple months been so far?
1: Oh, they've been uh, they've been amazing. Um, Nolan Catholic is an incredibly warm and welcoming community. Parents have been so kind to me. Um, in fact, it's been one of the positions in where I've felt so uh, the most welcomed. I've, I just really love my experience so far. Uh, fortunately, I had been running schools before Nolan Catholic, so I was the, the headmaster or principal of a school in in San Antonio, Um, I had been the headmaster of school in Dallas as well as Mesquite, and I was working on starting my own school in Houston, Texas as well, so having done that for several years, uh, made it very easy for me to just step into the position a few weeks before school opens, by the way, Mm -hmm. so this is, uh, I don't recommend that to anyone, (laughs) Uh, nevertheless I did it, and um, the community has been just fantastic. I have no complaints. I, I, I love working with the families and the colleagues that I currently have. It's been just all around excellent.
0: Yeah. Uh, the president of uh, Nolan, is it mm-hmm. Christy Webb? That's correct. Uh, yeah, I, I know her. I've interviewed her and I know she you know, has a background mm-hmm. in education here. Well, what's the distinction between the president and the principal and what's kind of a, 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 a typical day in the life of yes. uh, Oscar Ortiz? So uh,
1: the way that uh, Christy likes to describe it is, is she does all the fun stuff. I get to do all of the hard stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I love what I do, so it's fun to me as well. Yeah, yeah. But um, you're, you're kind of in the trenches, right? I mean,
0: you're dealing I'm with the. I'm working with the. the, the
1: ac- yes, so I'm yeah. the academic side of things. So I'm working on um, uh, teacher training, professional development, student formation, student discipline. So it's all the student and the academic side of the school. Whereas uh, Christy, she makes sure that we have the operations and the structure. Uh, to be able to operate and reach the vision that we have at Nolan Catholic High School. Mm-hmm. So we both work together to make uh, Nolan Catholic an awesome educational experience for our families. And uh, again, as I said earlier, it it has been such a good experience that I every every moment I've been enjoying it so far.
0: Yeah, praise God. Oscar Ortiz mm-hmm. is the new principal of Nolan Catholic High School. Their website is nolancatholic.org, nolancatholic.org, right off of uh, I-30 in Oakland. Is that what it is? That's can, correct. It's a good location because mm-hmm. you can see it right from the interstate there. It's it's really nice. Uh, again, nolancatholic.org is the website. Uh, on the website... It says, uh, Nolan Catholic High School experience addresses the whole person. Mm-hmm. Well, what's kind of this holistic approach? You know, and every, every student is different and everybody's unique. There's no, you know, cookie cutter approach to, to education or anything. But what does that mean? And how do you try to implement this education of the whole person?
1: Yes. Yeah, so, um, it, it essentially means that, uh, we are not just, uh, lean or we just, lean towards uh, academics we're not just bookish like a lot of classical schools are uh, but we are poised to be able to really serve and form children in Multiple areas mm-hmm. of their lives, so you'll see that at Nolan Catholic we have an engineering program in addition to our Trivium program, which is our our more classical uh, approach. We have a uh, we also focus a lot on a- athletics. So one thing you'll see there's a big debate among a lot of classical educators, which is well, what's the what's the place of athletics in a mm-hmm. classical school? And I think it it stems from a fundamental misunderstanding of the human person and what are the end ends of the human person and the body. It's part of who we are. Yeah. And we're not just, we're not disembodied souls, in other Mm. words, right? So, uh, the, the body plays a big role, and that's why we put a lot of emphasis on the formation and the virtue of the body as well, just as much as the mind and the heart. So the whole person, in other words, is we, we just don't lean in more, too heavily in one way or the yeah. other. We're really focused on making sure that we're forming the entire child.
0: Yeah, yeah. Composite. Body, soul, composite. That's right. right. you got to yes. take care of all of them. One thing, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the charter schools can have classical education, they can educate the student well, but one thing they can't do is mm-hmm. say, you know, we focus on Catholic identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know there's a part on the website uh, integrating uh, theology into the core curriculum, weekly mass attendance, uh, theology classes. How is it, you know, from your role as principal of Nolan Catholic High School, that you're able to really make this a Catholic education, uh, while under, still understanding that some of the students aren't Catholic, but uh, mm. it's it's a Catholic school. How so?
1: Yes, well, first I should say that um, about 91% of our uh, student population is Catholic. So we have a very strong and very devoted Catholic community on campus, uh, which has been phenomenal. It's it. I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised that that's the case. Um, if you look at the school and the culture that we currently have, if you look at the, the traditions that we've had on campus, you will see, uh, I, I, believe what parents, all parents would want for their children. So we start the school day with prayer. We do prayers three times a day. So we have, uh, students doing those for us as well. We do, we start the week with a rosary and it's live. So for anyone who wants to join us, they can join us on Facebook and pray the rosary with us. We do have mass daily in the morning. So if our families want to join us for mass, they can do that. We have mandatory Mass once a week on Wednesdays, so on and so forth. Everything that we do is intentional about our Catholic identity Mm -hmm. and making sure that our students are just Steeped in it, yeah. right? Because that's really what gives meaning to life. That's really what's going to give them meaning. And it's um, it's going to make everything that we do really geared or oriented towards uh, leading souls to heaven. So that's, again, Nolan Catholic. And what I do in that regard is to make sure that we are uh, always setting our sights on what is true, good and beautiful.
0: Yeah, amen. Tell mm-hmm. us about uh, your approach to technology. You know, its uh, I don't think anybody in the Catholic Church would say it's just evil, it's bad, <laughs> but at the same yes. time, uh, you know, we all, most of us uh, have our nose in our iPhone and kids are no exception, maybe even be uh, worse about it. So how do you approach mm-hmm. the issue of technology and distractions with the students and, and the faculty as well?
1: Yes, this is a great point because again, it's another point of contention among classical educators. What is the role of technology in the school Uh, we uh, again not just as a classical school but also a catholic school uh, we take the approach that uh, there is a place for technology in our lives Um, however it's a principled approach so we don't um, and i'll explain that in just a moment what we do is we first ask ourselves what is the purpose of a school what are the aims of a school and from there from that those principles, we then develop our practices. It's not the other way around, like you would see in other places. Mm-hmm. So f- the question then becomes: Well, what is the goal of a school, and what is the aim of it? Well, a child's um, the the aim for a child is to eventually become one with Christ. Right? It's yeah. the beatific vision. That already sets, uh, as a result, gives us a set of parameters that we need to establish, or conditions we need to establish to make that happen. Mm-hmm. And as you pointed out earlier, one of those is let's remove all the distractions that keep us from doing that. Yeah. So uh, let's think of the uniforms because it's uh, easier to discuss the uniforms than it is to discuss cell phones, which we'll <laughs> talk about in just a moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uniforms used to be, uh, in a lot of schools, it, they're hard to just make sure that we are upholding the rules of the uniform mm-hmm. right the students don't quite understand why am i forced to have to wear this and yeah. why does it have to be this length or why does it have to be this color so uh students don't want those things and sometimes parents um side with students in this and i'm not talking about specifically in you know, all catholic just in general uh some parents will say well the the expression of my children why are th- is that being uh, yeah. is not they're not that's not, not being allowed well, the uniform is designed to make sure that certain distractions are removed yeah. in the life of the child so that they can then focus their mental energy, their spiritual energy, on the things that really matter. So their academics, the pursuit of a relationship with Jesus Christ. The same applies to technology. So when in, if we're using technology, it's going to be geared, geared towards that end and aim that we have as a school. And mm-hmm. if we're going to remove technology, again, it's based on that principled approach. So for cell phones, we have noticed, and I I don't think this is true just of Nolan Catholic, but it's true of uh, a lot of schools in the area. We have noticed that cell phones do distract students from being able to focus on their academics. I'll give you an example. A child who shows up to school, wakes up in the morning, first of all, 6.45, 5.30 in the morning. First thing they do now is look at their cell phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If the text or the tweet or the TikTok or whatever it is, that Snapchat that they're doing, uh, is negative or puts them in a bad mood, what does the rest
0: of their day look like? Yeah, yeah. It sets the tone for the whole day. Already right? sets the tone yeah. for the
1: whole day. And it makes it much harder, both for the teacher as well as the child, to really draw that child into a pursuit of what is true, good and beautiful. Yeah. So that is why we have taken at Nolan Catholic a very strong approach or policy against cell phones during the academic time, during mm-hmm. our academic uh, schedule. Because we want to make sure to create the conditions that would allow a child to be able to focus on the things that really matter that are fruitful and that'll be nourishing to their souls. So that's how I would uh, reply to that. Anytime parents ask me that question, that's really our approach. We're not Luddites, we're not (laughs) anti-technology. We just believe at a school there are certain conditions that lead to the success of our children. And I think
0: most parents would say, I like that. Oh, absolutely, School school is there for for an education and development. Oscar Ortiz is the new principal of Nolan Catholic High School, and their website, uh, nolancatholic.org, got about 700 or plus Mm -hmm. students, Right now? Correct. Uh, we have 600 acu- so- sp- uh, technically about 690 students okay okay so uh, how about this question about you know I'd love to send my kid to Nolan Catholic High School but by golly I can't afford the tuition whatever it <laughs> is I don't even know exactly how much it is I'm sure you get that question all the time mm-hmm. you know I'd, I'd love to do it but I just don't think I can what's your answer
1: my answer is uh, just reach out to us we'll figure out a way to help we a lot of our students about it's over 60% of our students are on tuition assistance so it is not uncommon uncommon for families to reach out who uh, want to give the students a good Catholic liberal arts education, and uh, for us to be able to find ways to help them do that. So reach out. You never know. Uh, take the step in faith. Uh, you never know what could happen. You can end up at Nolan Catholic, and we'd be happy to serve uh, your children.
0: Amen. They can come by and get a tour, I'm sure, take a look at the school, bring their their kid by. Could you do like a shadow day or something like that? Absolutely. Those, those are all possible.
1: Absolutely. Currently, we're doing tours uh once a month, but you can also schedule those um, if
0: you wanted a more intimate private tour uh we can do those as well all right uh i i've been teaching st thomas aquinas to teenagers for the last 10 years wow. the summa and so my next question you know is based on my, my own love sure. so i'm a little prejudiced uh, but I, want, I would just like to know especially since you had uh, plato had such an influence mm-hmm. on you do, you do you incorporate philosophy into the curriculum and, and it, it, how so
1: absolutely and everything that we do and in fact we're doing that more now and the plan is to continue doing that over the course of the years so um a student um, at Nolan Catholic High School should not graduate without being exposed to uh, all the greatest saints, all the great doctors of the church, as well as some of the pagan philosophers, as I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm, yeah. uh, that would be a truly classical education. So that's kind of our curriculum is designed and continues to be built upon in order to make that happen
0: yeah very good so uh it, it sounds like you know I mentioned Brenton at the beginning where he mm-hmm. wants to you know I think he said t- t- ten years he wants all the schools to be classical. Mm-hmm. You guys are pretty far along already right uh, is there what what do you th- what is the next school year well now that you you know once you get one year under your belt do you do you have like a a two year or five year plan of kind of like where you'd like to take nolan yes, school? yes absolutely
1: so uh, we're moving faster than we anticipated with the uh, changes that occurred this year and I'll mm-hmm. just mention a few uh, the cell phone policy we've always had a cell phone policy we're just be uh, becoming more intentional about it and we're putting meaning behind it so it's not just well it's dangerous or we want to keep our kids off uh, content that is hurtful which are very important things but there is now a much more meaningful philosophy uh, philosophy undergirding it which is we're creating the right conditions for in a culture that is intentional about the pursuit of what is true good and beautiful Mm -hmm. so that that one change has been very significant in moving the school along in the direction that we want. Uh, the teachers will say that the students are more engaged in the classroom as a result. That right there is really the kernel of everything that we're trying to do. And it's uh, already, give you know, the results are already amazing. We're seeing the fruit of it. Um, so for next year, and uh, we are going to continue working on uh, those creating those conditions, as I mentioned earlier, that will lead us to that aim more successfully. Um, and most of them are cultural for that reason because Nolan Catholic already has an, a remarkable program, a curricular uh, program that our students, once they enroll, um, are, are very blessed to be able to be a part of. So um, there are going to be cultural things, it's going to be teacher training, most of all that we're going to be focusing on for the next two, three years.
0: Yeah, are you uh, mm-hmm. hiring any teachers? Do you, do you have any need for any positions uh, immediately? Or can you tell us about that? Yes,
1: this, so this is a sign of why uh <laughs> (laughs) Nolan Catholic is is so awesome. We currently have all of our positions filled and we don't need any new teachers at the moment. So my hope is to be able to retain as many teachers as possible. And it's looking like we'll be be successful in that area. Our teachers are happy. Are happy to be at Nolan Catholic.
0: That's because they got a great principal. Oh well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> a great yeah, culture, and, I would and say, and a, great, a great, great community as well. Yes. I, I know Christy; mm-hmm. she's awesome as well, and Brenton, of course, Bishop Olson. So it's uh, from top down. It's 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 great. So thank, thank you, you, you so Dave. much. Uh, I really, uh, I, as a as a parent, you know, I I just lo- I love your approach. I love just everything about your your background and your story. And uh, uh, like I said before, I think you're in the in the right place. And so uh, thank you for taking some time away from the, the the school to come on out here and do this interview with us. Uh, Oscar Ortiz, the principal of Nolan Catholic High School, their website. You can learn all about the school and find out you know, how you can contact him, uh, nolancatholic.org, nolancatholic.org. Thank, thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much, Dave. I
0: appreciate it. And also thanks to Diane Xavier. Uh, I almost said Diane Ortiz. Everybody's Ortiz around here. We've got Manny Ortiz, we got Oscar Ortiz, <laughs> Diane Xavier uh, running the board. And if you have uh, suggestions for future interviews, please go reach out to me. Uh, my email is DavePalmer at grnonline.com. God bless you. Have a great rest of your weekend.
2: Do you have questions about the Catholic faith and need answers, join Good Shepherd Catholic Community in Colleyville for its speaker series on Wednesday, November 9, with great speaker Trent Horn. Trent specializes in teaching Catholics to graciously and persuasively engage with those who disagree with them, and will be speaking to us about The Beginner's Guide to Sharing Your Faith. Mass begins at 7 p.m., followed immediately by Trent Horn's talk.
0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the KTH 910 AM Interview of the Week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. I'm Dave Palmer, host of this program. Cecil is running the board, and we uh, always thank everybody who recommends good interview topics and guests, and I have two people to thank, because uh, they both uh, independently kind of uh, suggested that I talk uh, to my guest, who I'm about to introduce you to. Uh, first of all, Dr. Steve Kreeble, uh who is chairman of the WLAC Medical Medical Board, He's a local doctor and also involved with Whole Life Authentic Care, as is, in a big way, Nicole Haverla, who's the president of Whole Life Authentic Care. They are found online at wholelifeac.com. We've had a great relationship with them. We've promoted their work. They're doing amazing things. Uh, especially in the, the Diocese of Fort Worth, but even beyond that as well. And several of their doctors have come by our studio to be interviewed. The latest doctor to join the staff is Dr. Jamie Opst, who, um, is new here to North Texas. She comes by way of New York and she's got a very interesting story and I'll tell you a little bit about her uh, biography and then we'll introduce her and uh, talk about why she's in Texas and uh, her role there at Whole Life Authentic Care. Uh, She is, um, like I said, here from New York. Uh, She most recently served as the Associate Program Director for the OBGYN Residency Program at the Sisters of Charity Hospital in Buffalo, New York. She graduated summa cum laude from franciscan university of steubenville before attending ohio university college of osteopathic medicine while there she founded the school's first medical students for life organization and during her residency she also conducted at sisters of charity uh, she completed the creighton medical consultant training program through the pope paul VI institute from uh, omaha nebraska and most importantly she and her husband of um uh, let's see uh have five children and they love country music and mexican food and i hope they like texas because <laughs> they're here and let's see what else she's also a fluent spanish speaker and she has lived uh, internationally on five of the seven continents wow you, you've had a interesting life so uh, welcome and thanks for being here
2: Thanks so much, Dave. We are very, very happy to be here in Texas and yeah. happy to be with you.
0: Yeah. Native of New York, are you?
2: Uh, I'm not. So actually, um, I grew up internationally. My dad worked with an oil company when I was younger. So that's where we, uh, we started, you know, I started actually in Kansas, was born, but then when I was six months old, we moved internationally and, mm. and lived in Europe and, uh, Egypt and Indonesia oh, wow. and Australia. Before coming back to the states, I'm
0: guessing the continents you have not lived on—probably Antarctica—is that one of them?
2: So actually, it's <laughs> it's six of the seven continents. Oh, wow. I. I- Misspoke when I initially sent that. So Antarctica is the only continent that I have not visited. Okay, so
0: Australia or Oceania, whatever they call it, uh, you've lived there. Wow, how many people can say that? You need to just move to Antarctica for like one (laughs) month just to say you've lived there. I have no desire. (laughs) Open up an OBGYN uh, business there. All right, well, welcome to Texas. Uh, I gave some of the bio, and of course we want to talk about your role at uh, Whole Life Authentic here, but why do did you leave New York and Buffalo in particular, you know, working at the the Catholic hospital up there? What were the circumstances of you leaving there and coming here?
2: Sure. Well, I think um, probably at least as long as my husband and I have been together, which is is going on 11 years, we've always dreamed of coming to Texas. We always had a dream, but we really, really loved our life in Western New York. Um, his family was there, and I had a fantastic job at a Catholic hospital, where I got to um, work with wonderful patients and I got to work in a teaching program, training new residents. um, And we were, we were quite happy. And then through this whole COVID uh, pandemic and, and ensuing mess that it's caused in so many of our lives, Mm -hmm. uh, the New York state governor, um, Kathy uh, Hochul, uh, created a mandate that all healthcare professionals be vaccinated with the COVID vaccine. And initially when the when the vaccine first came out, I was pregnant. I was newly pregnant with my baby, who's now just over a year old. And as an OBJ in evaluating the evidence, of which there was very little, I was not comfortable taking the vaccine in pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the more we learned about it, especially that that the two vaccines were both uh, developed with the use of um, embryonic stem cells in the yeah. research and development process, just did not feel comfortable taking it. And um, unfortunately for for many of us in New York, they told us that we were not allowed to have a religious objection to the vaccine, nor were we allowed to have a medical objection to the vaccine. And I was told that pregnancy and subsequently breastfeeding um, even though there was almost no published safety data uh, was, was not a viable excuse. Mm. So it came down to take the vaccine or I would not be allowed to work in New York state.
0: Wow. So that was that. And you, um, yeah, you, you you tried everything you could and there were no outs and so how did the opportunity in Texas? You said you and your husband have always wanted to move here. So I guess in in a way this is all a blessing in disguise. How did you hear about Whole, whole Life Authentic Care and the opening that they had?
2: So actually when Whole Life first opened, which was in late 2019, uh a friend of mine who I trained in residency with was one of the initial physicians who was in the practice um Dr. Melissa Whiteart, and so I had kind of seen that pop up on my radar and I said oh wow cool there's a there's a new OBGYN practice that's um pro life and practices completely according to the Catholic faith and it's in Texas and I remember hmm. mentioning that to my husband um and then of course the pandemic hit and we were you know knee-deep, neck-deep, really, in, in all this extra work at the hospital. And it it fell off my radar until um, I started realizing that I may not have a job in New York anymore. And so I reached out to Nicole and uh, was able to interview. And for other reasons, actually, Dr. Weidert was stepping back from practice, and so it was all within god's good timing, just this this spot and opportunity opened up just at the very right time for
0: us mm-hmm. I have had an opportunity to to interview Nicole, and as I said before, several of the other doctors have come you know thankfully to studio to to be interviewed for those who don't know about whole life authentic care. I know you're new and you're probably trying to to figure it all out, but just kind of the basics what what makes it unique and uh, what are some of the offerings there?
2: Absolutely. I mean, it is it has truly been such an amazing organization to work with so far. So at Whole Life Authentic Care, we have um full care from essentially birth until uh, end of life. So we have a family practice wing um where we have currently a physician assistant who will treat uh, children and adults, men and women. And then on the other side of our office, we have full OB-GYN offerings. So I take care of women in low-risk and high-risk pregnancies. Um, And then we also do gynecology care. So that's going to range from just a well-woman's annual exam with a breast exam and pap smear, all the way to managing women with NAPRA technology, with painful periods, um, abnormally heavy periods, infertility, and all of that without the use of oral birth control pills and in line with Catholic teaching.
0: And are you delivering babies there? Is that part of, uh, are you the only um, OBGYN there? Or is that a a pretty big part of the uh, practice at Whole Life Authentic here? the the, the actual delivery of babies?
2: We do deliver babies and we love delivering babies. So currently on our OB team, we have uh, two OBGYNs, myself and Dr. Christy King. And we also have a certified nurse midwife, Teresa Strick, who um, assists with care in the office, and then also with
0: deliveries. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you, you, you're fluent in Spanish, as I mentioned, and up in New York, from what you told me before we started recording, it was not that much in need. There wasn't that big of a Hispanic population, but what a blessing. And another one of those providential uh, parts of your life is that now you're here and huge Hispanic population, and that's already come in handy, I guess, in your practice.
2: It certainly has. And I told you, I've, I've always had a great love of Latino culture and the language and um, spent time in Ecuador after college and really learning the language. And so I, I almost felt guilty in New York that I didn't get to use it very much. But now I am using it on a daily basis, you know, with patients in the office, um, delivering patients at the hospital, absolutely. I think fluent sometimes is a stretch because sometimes <laughs> there are words that I can't figure out, but for the most part, yeah. we do quite well.
0: And you're going to have so much practice, uh, so many opportunities. Yes. Uh, since you don't, you're don't, you not yes. Hispanic, people may not naturally just start talking Spanish to you, but once they realize that you know it, you, can, you have a lot of opportunities for conversations here in Texas. So. Absolutely. That is so uh, neat. Uh, before... Uh, uh, so, what what other um, services do you personally provide? You mentioned about delivering babies, and uh, and I know you're accepting new patients, uh, and that that's you know you got to build up the the, the patient base. Um, just talk to the, the women, the families out there right now, and uh, who who might you be a good fit for?
2: Great. So. I think in terms of pregnancy, we're very happy and very capable to take care of women in any pregnancy. So whether it's a low risk pregnancy, first, you know, first baby and you're healthy, we're happy to take care of those women, but we're also able to work in conjunction with high risk, uh, obstetric specialists, but to take care of more high risk pregnancies, twin pregnancies, uh, women who have had C section before, but desiring vaginal delivery. So we can do all of that on the, on the obstetric side. And on the gynecology side, really, uh, our our big passion is working with women who've had multiple miscarriages, unable to conceive, um, working with the use of NAPR technology um, through our training, you know, with the Popolo VI Institute, uh, working with those women to help achieve and then sustain pregnancy. So we do progesterone monitoring both in early pregnancy and throughout pregnancy to help women who have been unable to sustain pregnancies to have safe and healthy and hopefully full-term deliveries.
0: Dr. Jamie Obst is my guest. Um, D-O-F-A-C-O-G, what do those stand for? Doctor (laughs) of Osteopathy, right? Correct. Uh, Correct. uh, First of all, how, how does that differ from an MD?
2: It's a good question. So we do have um, TCOM down here, which is a good Texas-based uh, osteopathic medical school. Um, in general, when you see MD, that's a medical doctor. A DO is a doctor of osteopathy, as you said. But essentially, we receive the same medical training plus, plus what? So we also learn manipulation of the bones and the muscles and the fascia to improve health. Um, so some doctors use that more than others. I mostly use that on my husband now <laughs> 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 to adjust his back and his feet. But um, but that's where where the initials come from. Do uh, okay. so. I have full medical credentials.
0: Does a Do be, ever become an MD or vice versa? Or you? That's pretty no, much. That's that's no. what you are, right? Correct. But, okay. Yes. Uh, FACOG.
2: So FACOG refers to a fellow of the American College of OBGYN, so it essentially is a statement of board certification. Um, so saying that I'm a board-certified ob
0: oh, Okay. The website for Whole Life, Whole Life Authentic Care is wholelifeac.com. Whole, of course, W-H-O-L-E, wholelifeac.com. Dr. Jamie Opst is uh, an O B G Y N there and new from uh, New York, as I mentioned. Uh, tell us about your training in NAPRO technology. Did, did you actually uh, um, work in Omaha? Was it remote or? Or, how, how did what kind of uh, training or degree did you get from there, and uh, how, how has that helped your practice?
2: Sure. So, that is called the Medical Consultant Course, which is uh, a six month course offered through the St. Paul VI uh, Institute out in Omaha. Um, and I did that course actually in my third and fourth year of medical school, um, and then have been using that knowledge ever since. Essentially, Dave, in medical school, we only learn about birth control as the, the, basically the only solution to women's health problems. They have, they need fertility regulation, give them birth control. They have bleeding, give them birth control. They have painful periods, give them birth control. Uh, the medical consulting course actually helps physicians to think through and reason through some of those problems, find the underlying causes, and then hopefully treat those underlying causes. So sometimes the treatment involves prescription medications like hormones or um, anti-inflammatory medications, but oftentimes also includes supplements and vitamins and things to improve overall health.
0: And the as far as the uh, trying to achieve pregnancy... Or in in some cases under certain circumstances to, to regulate pregnancy or somebody may not be ready for whatever uh, certain, uh, serious circumstance to not get pregnant. Uh, I understand there's a great success rate, especially with um, a couple who maybe has not been able to conceive. I have a close relative who, who was not able to conceive for 12 years and then all of a sudden did is and I think there's a tendency sometimes to give up hope like it's just not going to happen do you do you are you hopeful that most couples with the proper training and expertise of somebody like you will be able to achieve a pregnancy if they're within their fertility ages?
2: I think it's very likely that we're able to be successful um in couples of you know who as you said are are within the the given uh, reproductive age. Um, As women age, of course, it does become more difficult. Uh, the same with men, although they have to be a little bit older. Usually by the time men are 50, 55, that's where they're starting to lose some of that virility. Um, but I think our focus and my focus from the very beginning, even the first visit, is that we can build a family in many ways. And one of the ways is hopefully to work with a woman to achieve a pregnancy on her own. But I try and talk to couples from the very beginning that there are other ways that we can build a family. And as the physician, I'm going to be supportive, whether they're choosing to foster children or work through the adoption process as well.
0: And uh, I probably should ask this at the beginning, but uh, what attracted you to this field, uh, OBGYN practice in the first place? Was it something that you wanted to do ever since you were a, a, a little girl or, or why? Why? why this field?
2: So that's kind of a funny story. I think that it's one of those examples of when we're trying to run away from something and then God is calling us back to Mm -hmm. it. But I remember being uh, in medical school, actually in my first year, and I had a a rotation with an OBGYN to go and spend a day in his office. And it was terrible. Um, He saw 60 to 80 patients a day. He was asking women on their second C section if they were doing a tubal ligation that time around. And it was, it was really traumatic. So I, I remember walking out into the parking lot that day crying. And I called my mom and I said, I cannot be an OBGYN. And she said, That's fine. No one's asking you to be an OBGYN. <laughs> you
1: don't have thought, to. Yeah.
2: Okay, good. So that's behind me. Problem and then, solved. Right, exactly. <laughs> And then actually, after my first year of medical school, I I did a summer interning with an organization that's fantastic called One More Soul in Dayton, Ohio, Um, omsoul.com, I believe is their website, and their ministry is to promote the beauty of children and the harms of contraception. And and through that summer, um, I actually went to the American Academy of Fertility Care Professionals Conference, annual conference, which was in Albuquerque, New Mexico that year, and I met... Hundreds of OBGYNs and family practice doctors and nurses who had dedicated their lives to providing a restorative approach to women's health care um, and really the beauty of what they were doing. And from that moment, um, I knew that God was calling me to do OBGYN.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, uh, you know, obviously there's drama and trauma and, you know, good and bad in every profession, but to, to literally be the instrument of bringing a, a life into the, at least the outside world, of course, it was already in the world inside the womb, but it must be a, a very rewarding uh, profession and choice that you've made to to be in this field.
2: I think it is. I mean, every time I have to leave my family to go to a delivery, you know, it's always hard, especially with my kids, um, but they're very understanding of it. And I I say there's few things that I'd be happy to leave my warm bed at two in the morning for, <laughs> but going to a delivery is one of those things.
0: Isn't, uh seems like more often these days they're scheduled. Is that, uh, I, I know my wife and I kind of like to just you know, let the, the baby come when it comes. But a lot of times they are scheduled, which uh, is probably helpful in, in doctor's life to be able to have a little bit of predictability and not have those two a.m. calls, right?
2: If there's one rule in obstetrics, it's that there are no rules. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and no one follows the rules. So actually, I think for Doctor King and myself, we really take a more hands-off approach to obstetrics. Yeah. We don't. We really try not to do a lot of scheduled deliveries unless it's indicated, unless the patient needs right. to be delivered. Um, and so I, I think we have a few more middle-of-the-night deliveries than most.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. It's a much more natural approach, I guess. Uh, Dr. Jamie Opst is my guest. And again, I, I want to thank Dr. Steve Kribo and also Nicole Haverla from Whole Life Authentic Care for suggesting this interview. We just have a few more minutes uh, in the interview. WholeLifeAC.com, uh, com, And, and uh, the last question I'm going to ask you is uh, uh, just a, a, one last recap of what your services are and how people can get a hold of you and schedule... Um, you know whatever services they may be interested in but uh, i just from a personal standpoint how has it been for you and your husband your i think you said from one to ten your five children settling in trying you know going all the way across the country down here into the wild wild texas uh have you found a parish have you you settled in pretty well how's it going so far for y'all
2: So it has been, it has been a whirlwind. I will say that. Um, but it has been, it has been wonderful. So we moved down in early March and we were right into the fray of trying to find a house and all of that during this crazy market. But by God's grace, we found, um, a house. We're living west of Fort Worth. We were able to find some acreage, which was really important to Mm. us because we left a farm with 20 acres in New York. So, um, we have a, Small plot of land, and we have a, a beautiful parish. We've been attending St. Benedict's um, oh, Latin yeah. Mass Parish yeah. in Fort Worth, and we absolutely love it there. That was something that was really important to us in New York, so we were happy to find that here as well. Um, and the kids have really settled in. My husband homeschools, so that transition, I think, was was very easy in that sense because homeschooling in New York looks very similar to homeschooling in Texas.
0: Yeah,
2: um, Although the outdoor activities can be a little bit... You know, we could be outside and play outside a lot more here with the weather permitting. So, Did you
0: have livestock up in uh, New York or animals on these 20 acres? We uh, did. So okay. my husband
2: raised grass-fed meats and we um, that was kind of his business up there. Uh, so we had beef and lamb and chicken.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Wow. What a, what an interesting, uh, life you guys have. And the kids, kids <laughs> must love it. Uh, and now you've got a smaller plot. We have but, five
2: acres now, but we're hoping to get some sheep out there.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. All right. So in the time remaining, let's just kind of recap for those who maybe didn't hear or they're just joining us. Uh, Dr. Jamie Opes, the, the newest doctor at Whole Life Authentic Care. She came, uh, just in the spring, as she mentioned, and is now working, uh, at Whole Life, uh, with the team out there. Whole Life AC. Dot com, and uh, the phone number I've I've got a phone number here uh, ending in five four three three. Can I give that one? Um, yeah, eight eight three seven eight three eight five four three three. That uh, I guess that's the number, but uh, probably the website's more 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 accurate. But yeah, just just remind people of what you do, um, who you might be a good fit for, and how they can get a hold of you if you will.
2: Absolutely. So uh, full-spectrum obstetrics and gynecology care, so pregnancy care in both low-risk and high-risk pregnancies, and standard gynecology care, so if you're just in need of an annual exam, breast exam, update your pap smear, we can take care of that. But even more importantly, uh, women's problems within gynecology, so especially related to PMS, painful periods, heavy periods, um acne in teenagers, those types of things that are oftentimes managed only with birth control pills, we would have other options. And then lastly, for fertility. So we work uh, with infertile couples, couples who have even tried IVF and not been successful can come to us, so we will we will evaluate and and try to help any anyone in that situation.
0: Yeah, okay. And if they want to get a hold of you, uh, do you have an email address, or should they just go to the website and contact you through there? Would that yeah? Be the, the best, best way? is right
2: through the website. They'll see we have a uh, information. Um, Email, and even better, is just to call and schedule a new visit.
0: All right. WholeLifeAC.com. WholeLifeAC.com. Just ask for Dr. Jamie Obst. Uh, if you're wondering, how do you spell that last name? It's uh, uh, O-B-S-T. O-B-S-T. Just four letters. And the first name, Jamie, J-A-I-M-E. Uh, Jamie, Dr. Jamie Obst. And everything at Whole Life Authentic Care is according to the teachings of the Catholic Church. So there's no contraception being prescribed. And so... Uh, and so that you can have the peace of mind to knowing that, you know, nothing is going to be suggested to you that would be outside the the, the boundaries of the church. Uh, that's, that's right. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much for coming out here. Uh, is this the, the first Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM Frisco Dallas Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Catholic radio for your soul in North Texas. Heard also on grnonline.com and on your smartphone.